1: Well, well. Hello, everybody. The body in Christ is on the way. Hey, hello, everybody. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? All right. Babylon. Mystery Babylon. Who is mystery Babylon that's talked about in revelation started with seventeen and going through eighteen of the book of revelation who is mystery Babylon you all ever thought about that that ever came to your mind you ever thought about you know you hear about the uh the symbolicness and uh, the- this this whore? It's going to be tucking down in a day and in another uh chapter it says it's going to be tucking down and and one day it's going to be destroyed because of the fornication and the, the corruptness of this this whore. This 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 woman this 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 Babylon mother of all whores. Who is this Babylon that the Bible in the book of Revelation 17 and 18 is talking about? You ever thought about that? That application guy's mind is, 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 is oh is it just me? You know, as many Babylons in the Bible, oh, is it just me? Who is this mystery Babylon that the Bible talks about? I don't wanna excuse me. I I do, I'm not gonna say I don't want to, but I want you to think about that, body of Christ. About this mystery Babylon. Because I, I think there's something. That a lot of Christians, a lot of believers in the body of Christ are asking, who is Mystery Babylon? Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee of the Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee of the Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the Body of Christ Real Talk. What I just get into... Different teachers or different subjects and different topics of what's going on in the lives of the body of Christ. Whether it's social, whether it's churches, whether it's topics of business, whether it's world events, whether it's light politics, whether it's in light debates, whether it's just uh, curiosity, whether it's just prayer, was it, whether it's just praise and song like the quiet storm, my new quiet storm. This is the body of Christ. Okay, and I, 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 I thank you, everyone that listens to my radio podcast. i like to just say, I just thank you all for listening to my podcast, the ones that's out there, mostly in uh, Southern and Northern California. I thank you all. I give a shout out to the Californians that listen to my podcast. I give a shout out to the Chicagoans that listen to my podcast and whoever else listens listening to my podcast, you know, and I won't know. And I don't wanna leave no one out. So I don't want nobody thinking, well, you ain't mentioned my city or mention me or whatever. But the the, the the few downloads that I got, I would like to hear from you guys. I would like to hear comments as who's listening and whatever like that and who you uh, who you are. You, you don't have to leave emails if you don't want. But that'd be nice so I can in the future I can send you different links and different things like that about my podcast. But I just say thank you to all the ones that download my podcast. So I'm just I'm not gonna just name out certain cities because i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings but i just thank you all and love you all just listen to my podcast whether you're in the united states or you're in another country i thank you all for listening to my podcast welcome to the body of christ real talk body of christ real talk What well, is it's just straight out real talk here i just try to be real i just try to use common sense and when i'm talking and everything and i try to not alleg- uh make allegories uh in the word of god i try to just teach the bible literally and i just try to talk about subjects and just be using common sense and uh just straight out real talk you know okay all right uh like i promised uh the ones that listened to my last podcast i was talking about uh the definition of an agenda the definition of an agenda you know that was just a follow-up from the uh my last segment on uh that i had a Audio guest, which I will have an audio guest also today. But uh, I'll get into that in a few minutes and everything. But I had an audio guest, Charles Lawson, that was teaching on the Agenda 2030. The Agenda 2030. The, I'm not going to go with uh, all he talked about. If you want to hear that, just go back and listen to that podcast. I think it's episode 24 or 25. And it's a podcast called the uh, Not the Body of Christ, excuse me. Agenda 2030. It's a good, powerful audio. About what's coming up and what's uh, what's the agenda? A 2017 plan. I think it's called the uh, substantial substantial agreement. Substantial agreement, something like that. Uh, I got to go back because sometimes I just forget what, what it was called. But it's called the SDG. So okay, substantial development group. It's called substantial development group. SDG is a certain goal that the uh, the United Nations and billionaires and other leaders. You know, elamin uh, uh, around the world trying to. It's mostly billionaires and leaders and everything. You know, I don't know why I put elamin in there, but it's mostly billionaires and leaders around the world that has this agenda for 2030. And if you uh, agenda for 2030, and if you're not to really focus on what's going on, fast, what the Bible says about the new world order, or the world's getting better, and trying to make the world perfect, you'll know if you're a really Bible believer, or you 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 be reading uh, the prophecies of the Bible and everything you know. That's not going to happen. The world will never be made perfect. There will never be no kind of utopia here on earth because the Bible talks about we're going to have a new heaven, new earth. Now something's going to get better and then something's going to go down. It's just that it rep- history repeats itself. But the earth will never be saved by humans. We're too wicked. We're too condescending. We're too prideful. So the earth will not be saved. So what they, they are, some of their concepts, I believe if you just listen to them what they want to do, I believe a lot of them are sincere. But you got, a lot of them just, just been controlled. They're they used by the enemy, you know, and they just want to take over the world for their own agendas for titarian reasons, for dictatorship reasons, or whatever. But it's going to lead into the new world order regardless, okay? With that said, you know, the, uh, YouTube, YouTube have censored that podcast. <laughs> and, uh, this is my first time this happening. But remember, I used I was say there's certain things I talk about and I bring up. I'm not surprised if I get censored. What well, happened in YouTube. YouTube censored me. Uh, that, they didn't censor me, but they censored that particular uh, uh, podcast that I put out. And I didn't even know I went to YouTube. Honestly, I didn't. Because YouTube was the last one that I go to. I don't go to YouTube a lot unless I'm listening to old movies and some old sermons or some, or some sermons or different teachers like that. But uh, YouTube... Got that, and they just uh warned me that they they um, for medical and medicine reasons, you know, I guess they felt that the what was being taught you know was had to be fact checked because you know uh it had to be censored because you don't have no medical proof It's just an opinion I don't know it was just that. some type of term like that that they was using why they censored that podcast and they gave me a warning that they're going to put me on punishment they didn't say that but they're going to put me on punishment for about a week if I make a uh, bring up another controversial video like that again not in those words but you can read between the lines what they really meant but I just laughed and I was like okay whatever but I said said whatever It's not going to stop me because YouTube is not one of my first avenues. You know, I have other uh, other venues that I use and everything like that. But I'm going to continue to, to minister God's word. I'm going to continue to tell people about certain events. You know, certain things that's going on in God, God's word or something like that. I'm going to continue to do that. You know, excuse me, the door knows I'm, I'm just walking around. I'm going to continue to do that. But... uh. I have been censored in YouTube, but that's okay. Praise God, you know. Uh praise God for everything like that because I know that I'm touching something, you know, I'm getting too close to their agenda. Not so much YouTube's, but they're part of everything like that. And social medias and different Facebook, they are part of part of this 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 new this new reset, you know, this new reset they talked about, or there's uh this new uh uh G- GD move in there talking about. So, you know, this new 17 goals they have to make America better. Okay. But I'm not here for that. That's the past. They done what they have to do. And I got to do what I got to do. They done what they done. I'm going to do what I do. I'm nonstop. Okay. But like I promised Babylon. Babylon. Who is mystery Babylon? And when you get a chance, please read the book of Revelation 17. And eighteen. Read the book of Revelation seventeen and eighteen. Excuse me if you hear a lot of changes in the sounds. That means I'm walking around. I'm, I'm moving around in certain areas because I'm in my area, in my room, and I'm just walking around. I'm doing it on the lap on on, on my uh my mobile phone. So you're going to hear different uh, sounds. Excuse me for that. I hope it's not aggravating, but I I try to be still. <laughs> but uh, like that. But uh, I want y'all to think about that. But let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father, for giving me the utterance and giving me the heart to minister your word, Father. I hope and I pray that the hearers Hear your word, Lord, of what I'm trying to say and what I'm trying to teach, Father. Open up their eyes. Open up their spiritual eyes, Lord, and their spiritual understanding so they can get, they can get some type of idea what I'll be trying to bring to the table when I do my podcast and everything, Father. So I pray. Now, thank you, Lord Jesus. I lift you up. It's all about you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Without further ado, I got a guest on here—an audio guest. It's not a physical guest. It's not here. I got an audio guest on here that's going to do a teaching about mystery Babylon. That—that whore, the Revelation 17. I can call it a whore. I call it a Harley because the Bible calls it that. You know, that uh, Revelation 17 and Revelation 18 talks about. He's going to be my audio guest, and. Who is Babylon? He's gonna break it down. You know the different things and uh, the different, <clears throat> excuse me, plagues and uh, the, uh, I think it's about the seven seal that God pulls down, pours down. Excuse me, pulls. That's 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 country. To pulls down. I still got a lot of country in me. <clears throat> pour, that pour down on the on this whore, and uh, and he he's gonna break down those two books. It's gonna be about say about what, 40 minutes. Something like that. Maybe forty, forty-five minutes, he's gonna break that down. And uh he's gonna give his opinion, and it's all of opinion. These are not facts, he's just opinion. He's just adding things up who Mystery Babylon is. You have different uh, scholars. They say who the Mystery Babylon is. Some of them think it's from here. Some of them think uh they think it's a nation, first of all. Some of them think it's uh Iraq, some of them think it's most of them think it's Rome, and some people think it's this is Babylon, they think this city is Babylon. So everybody got their opinion. I even got my opinion. And I'm gonna give my opinion and comments at the end of this sermon, you know, when I get through. Okay. So I want you all to just not hear me out. Hear me right now, but I want you to hear this teaching by Reverend Danny Jones. I don't like to call nobody a reverend, so I'm just gonna say, out of respect. God, you know, if you'd like that, I'm just gonna say Reverend Danny Jones. He's from uh, North Lake Baptist Church, and. uh and I'm I'm very careful who who I listen to and who I put out there because I'm just so into writing and dividing. And I know it's a lot of different churches that teach it so different ways. that use a lot of allegories and everything like that. But uh, I can't be judging everyone because uh, we don't have to agree. We don't have to some things. We a lot of things we don't have to agree on. As long as it comes to salvation, like I said the other time, that's very important when it comes to salvation, the souls getting saved. That's the more important thing. I do have to just debate on not so much argue, debate, you know, whatever like that when it comes to people's souls can say, because that's the most important thing, but when it comes to different teaching of eschatology or end times teaching man, if you, you you teaching God's word and the right perspective of life like that I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a listen to you, and then I'm going to share it with others and everything, because I know I probably got Baptist listeners, I got uh, Church of God in Christ, I got probably some Catholics, different listeners, so I respect that, we might not agree, but I love you all, and I respect that, so you got something good to teach and everything, we might not agree and everything, and that's okay I can't knock you because you don't agree with what I think you know far as that because I'm, I'm going to read the book of Romans 14 and I'm going to get into that you know how we have to just watch that you know how we just disagree and how we just look down on others because they don't believe or they don't think the same way or they, they just they just feel that they're doing the same thing for God so if they feel if they're doing it for God you know and it's pleasing him leave them alone because that don't mean too much those nitpicking to God salvation is the most important thing you know that uh, that's important to God we going to disagree. God knows we're going to disagree on doctors and stuff like that, but when it comes to salvation and stuff like that, we need to really just you know, have that straight. And also, even disagreements between Israel and the body of Christ. We're going to disagree on that, but we need to love each other as long as they are saved and they got a heart to just try to learn the right thing, and so is my, uh, myself. So I just have, um, I have ministers on here just teaching a certain thing that might line up, it, it has to line up with the word of God, and oh, I just just can't, I can't do it, you know. But we don't have to agree on everything, but if you're going too far left, then I just can't, I can't deal with it, you know. But I give you a chance to just speak and whatever like that and you have your opinion or you feel about this, that's okay. We do it all in love and that's all good. But this brother is has got a good teaching. He's, he's, he teaches well in eschatology and other things that I'm, I'm very interested in listening to. And so I'm going to with no further ado, his sermon or his teaching is going to be on who is Babylon. It's not a lot of hollering and hooping and loud screaming on there. It's Bible teaching. I like Bible teaching. I don't need all that, you know. I, you know, thunder is good at times when you're speaking, but, man, when you just teaching God's Word, I love teaching. I consider myself a teacher, and I love a person that's teaching because it becomes more clear to me of what they're saying, okay? So, with no, no further ado, like I keep saying, my guest audio speaker today is going to be a, a, a guy by the name of Reverend Danny Jones. Danny Jones from... North Lake Baptist Church, and I hope you just listen to. He's going to be explaining Babylon. Who is Babylon? He's then going to. He's going to. Uh, he's going to... Uh, reveal who we think Babylon is and then after that I want you guys to think about who you think Babylon is I'm going to have my opinion who I think Babylon is you know and uh we're going to go from there but some of you might be surprised or some of you might think it already some of you might say oh no but it doesn't matter it, it's, it, you don't win no points for this it's just who you think Babylon is but whoever Babylon is Babylon that nation or that city or that group is going to fall that's what I'm trying to get get in everyone's head, okay? So with no further ado, this is Danny Green. He's going to be teaching on who is Babylon, okay? Let me get this tape rolling. Here we go. God bless you, and I'll see you at the end with my opinion and my comments and love. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. See you at the
2: end. Amen. Thank you, Hannah and Jane and Joe for sharing with us this morning and such an appropriate song for what we're the section in Revelation that we're coming into because the words for that song were taken from the Old Testament book of Lamentations uh, when uh, the land of Judah, Jerusalem was undergoing the judgment of God at the time and still Jeremiah found that God is faithful to those who are faithful to him. And that's the message, I think, for us today, too. I think, uh, according to the book of Revelation, it gets worse before it gets better, but God is faithful to those who are faithful to Him. Amen? Amen. All right, so let's look at that today. If you have your Bibles, please open to Revelation chapter 14. And again, as we've said uh, for the last several sermons, uh, we're in an interlude right here. Revelation 10 to 14 is an interlude or a break in the action between the seven trumpet judgments that we studied in chapters uh, 8 and 9 and the seven bowl or vile judgments that we're going to be looking at when we get to chapters 15 and 16. Uh, And this interlude, the Lord gives us some um, uh, scenes that uh, give John and us some clarity on the judgments of God at the end of the age. By the time we get here to Revelation chapter 14, we are late in the seven-year Great Tribulation also known as the wrath of the Lamb. Uh, The seven angels with the seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues are preparing to pour the wrath of God out upon the earth. But before we get there, we get a few more scenes. And let's read one of them beginning in verse 1 of chapter 14. Then I looked and behold a lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 Uh, Having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters and like the voice of loud thunder. I heard the sounds of harpists playing their harps. They sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. And again, as we mentioned before, you got to read the, best the rest of the Bible before you can fully understand Revelation. This is not new. In Daniel chapter 7 and verse 27, we see the Messiah and his saints will rule and reign on the earth for a thousand years after the fall of the Antichrist. And that's what we're seeing here. Here we see Jesus standing on Mount Zion with 144,000 chosen ones from the tribes of Israel that we saw sealed earlier when we studied Revelation chapter 7. And they're ready to sing their victory song. And according to verse 3, they are the only ones who are qualified to sing that song. It's unique to them. It's a new song because they have been faithful throughout the persecutions by the Antichrist that we studied about last time in Revelation chapter 13, uh, they have not received the mark of the beast. They have basically lived off the grid for the last seven years. Verse 4 says they are unmarried virgins, which means they have kept themselves dedicated to the mission that Christ has given them way back in Revelation chapter 7. And also... uh, I think it goes without saying that the reign of the Antichrist is not a good time to be married and trying to raise a family. Also, notice verse 4 calls them first fruits. Again, first fruits is a, an Old Testament offering. Remember the feasts of the Lord? Uh, where early in the harvest you wave a few grains, of, uh, a few sheaves of green grain that lets them know there's going to be a huge harvest that comes later on in the season. And that's what he calls these 144,000 Israelites. Is they are the first fruits, or they are a foreshadowing of the thousands of Israelis who will be coming to Jesus at His appearing? And again, that comes from the Old Testament as well. In Zechariah chapter twelve, it tells us that it shall be in the day of the Lord that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. And you know, and just to, if you've been reading ahead a little bit, that all the nations of the world are going to surround uh, Jerusalem in the end. And the Lord says, I will put out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication, and they will look on me whom they have pierced. Yes, they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. And that's not the first time that verse is mentioned, not only is it in Zechariah, but we find it in John chapter 19, verse 37, in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 7. And though, even though, and I know this has caused some consternation among many, But I don't believe any Gentiles will be saved after the rapture of the church. But there will be a huge revival of the nation of Israel uh, in the last days. And so I think that's what this is referring to here by the first fruits. Now let's look on at uh, verse 6 here. When I saw another angel flying in the midst of the heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people... Saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come. And worship Him who made heaven and earth and the sea and the springs of water. So, as I've mentioned many times earlier, our God is a merciful God. Even in the midst of judging the sins of the world, God sends an angel, warning people to repent and to save themselves from the wrath of God that is soon to come which, by the way, is a fulfillment of what Jesus said on the Mount of Olives before he went to the cross. If you remember Matthew 24, he says, In this gospel, this good news of Jesus Christ, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. It's a pretty amazing thing to think about. For 2,000 years, God has called men to preach the gospel, but now at the last call, God actually sends an angel to preach the gospel to everyone on earth, reminds us of Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2 in the Old Testament. O oh Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. And in your wrath, remember mercy. And God always does. God remembers mercy even in the midst of wrath. That's the main difference between God's wrath and our wrath. James 1.20 says the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And we see that on the news every day. When men go into wrath mode, uh, usually bad things happen. But God's wrath does remember that. Psalm 19:9. 9, the judgments of God are true and righteous altogether. So even in judgment, God is doing the right thing. Still, if you look ahead to Revelation chapter 16 and verse 11, you'll find out the Gentiles of the world still refused to repent. They didn't repent when they heard preachers preach the gospel, men, and they didn't repent when they heard an angel So there's no repentance in them, as we see in the book of the Revelation. Now let's look on to verse 8 in chapter 14. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, the great city, because she has made all nations to drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Who is this Babylon? Where is this Babylon? If you read on, beginning in verse 9, Uh, Through verse 20, you'll see a vision of a third angel. And again, he's going to come warning uh, people to avoid the worship of the beast and to avoid receiving the mark of the beast. And he's also going to announce the countdown to Armageddon, which we will look at next time. What I want us to do today is try to answer that question that I just asked from verse 8, and that is, who is Babylon? Who is this great city? Who has made all the nations to drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication? For the description of Babylon, you're going to need to move forward to chapters 17 and 18. I'm not going to have time to read all those today and fit in the allotted time, so I'm going to give it to you as homework. Please don't read it now while I'm preaching, but but take it home with you, and I want you to read after you listen to me, and then go home and see if you think I rightly divided the word of truth this morning. Read it on your own, chapters 17 and 18, and see if you can figure out who this Babylon is. But back in Revelation 14, 8, Uh, The angel calls Babylon that great city. And so let's do a little word study here. Babylon transliterates the Old Testament word Babel, uh, which is Chaldean for gate of God. But it also translates Babel from Hebrew, which means confusion. Babylon is an important topic. It's found over 300 times in the Bible. Babylon stands for the capital cities for the various world empires, superpowers, that uh, impacted the Middle East in the Holy Land during the history that we read of in the Bible. Babylon could be called the imperial city or imperial cities of various empires of the world. And so let's look at some of those as we look forward and try to identify who is this last Babylon that we see here in Revelation. Of course, the first one we'll read about is the Tower of Babel. Uh, First uh, imperial city for the first kingdom, first king of that city was Nimrod. You start reading about that in Genesis chapter 10. And, of course, you remember that didn't work out well. The Lord confused their languages, and they scattered around the world to become the people that we are today uh, because we decided to kick God out and make a name for ourselves, it says, uh, at the Tower of Babel. Uh, The next uh, major empire to come along that affected the Middle East was the Assyrians. Uh, Read about that in 2 Kings chapter 17, capital of the Assyrian empire was Nineveh, uh, but just down the road a little ways was Babylon, which was also a major city in the Assyrian empire. Uh, Following the fall of Assyria, we have the Chaldeans, also known as the Babylonians, with their king Nebuchadnezzar, and Babylon was his capital, and he made it a huge, enormous city. He built the hanging gardens of Babylon there. It was one of the seven wonders of the world. Inside the city, he also built a ziggurat or a step pyramid uh, similar to the Tower of Babel, right there in the middle of the city of Babylon, a replica, if you will. Uh, You read about his kingdom uh, in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Ezekiel. After they fell, the Babylonians were conquered by the Persians. Now, the Persians destroyed some of the city of Babylon, but they retained it as a major city, and uh, it was there during the times of Daniel and Ezra and Nehemiah uh, in the Old Testament. And then after the Persians fell, the Greeks under Alexander the Great conquered the Persians, and he uh, was planning to establish Babylon as one of his capital cities, uh, but he died at 30 years old of malaria in Babylon at 323 B.C., and Babylon then fell into ruins. In the New Testament, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 13, Peter refers to Rome as Babylon. And, of course, at that particular time, Rome was the capital city of the Roman Empire. So let's move along now to chapter 17, and we'll get a description of this final great Babylon. In chapter 17, verse 5, it gives us a title there. Babylon, the mother of harlots. Now, NIV says prostitutes and abominations of the earth. Just a reminder that must all these capitals of all human superpowers make their living from immorality and idolatry and living in disobedience to the will of God who made us all. Look back to Revelation chapter 17 and verse 1. And it says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls of judgment came and taught with me, saying to me, Come, and I will show you the judgment of this great harlot who sits on many waters. Babylon, here the great prostitute who sits on many waters, find out what the waters is all about in verse 15. Verse 15 tells us that the waters represents the people of the world. So Babylon is known for dominating the people of the world. It's symbolized by a woman dressed in purple sitting on waters. In 17.7, Babylon also sits on the beast. We referred to the beast back in Revelation chapter 12 and 13. The beast is the Antichrist. He is the human incarnation of Satan. And Satan has fallen from heaven at this time. And after the Holy Spirit is removed to restrain Satan, uh, we have a uh, period to where Satan wreaks havoc upon the earth. Look on down in chapter 17, verses 9 through 11, you'll see that Babylon sits on seven mountains. Of course, uh, the ancient city of Rome was known as the city on seven hills. Therefore, many Bible scholars assume that Babylon will be the revived Roman Empire. Uh, That's what you see in the Schofield Bible and the people who follow the the scheme of the Schofield Bible. I think a better explanation, though, is Babylon is a code word for the capital of any of Antichrist's kingdoms, uh, world empires through the years. Hal Lindsey, who wrote the book The Late Great Planet Earth, he interprets verse 10 is that Babylon is a capital city for seven world rulers. Notice it says five are fallen, one is, and one is coming. If you look back to the five fallen Babylons mentioned in the Bible, the first was the Tower of Babel, Nimrod's kingdom, the second was the Assyrians, at Nineveh and Babylon, uh, Chaldeans, of course, ruled out of Babylon, and then the Persians, They ruled out of Susa, which was only 200 miles from Babylon, and Babylon was one of their cities as well. And then the Greeks under Alexander the Great. He planned the city of Babylon, but then died before he could pull it off. So that's the five who are fallen. The one that is, is of course Rome, which was a world superpower when John was writing the book of the Revelation. And then there's another that's not yet come. And that's this future capital of the Antichrist and his new world order, his one world empire. Then we have another strange reference down in 17, uh, verse 12. It talks about Babylon and ten horns. And boy, this one here has really been interpreted all over the place for years. Some Bible scholars believe that it's ten European countries that made up the Roman Empire. Uh, also they refer to it as the European Union. They say the European Union is ten horns and it's controlled by the Roman Catholic Church, and we're going to see the rise of the Roman Empire through that, but right now there's 27 nations in the European Union, and the Roman Catholic Church is in scandal and in decline, and hardly any Europeans uh, are uh, practicing Catholics anymore. Some, more, some scholars more recently, especially since September 11th in our own country, Uh, with the attacks on Washington and New York, think uh, the Ten Horns are Muslim countries uh, surrounded by a revived literal Babylon located in Iraq. So they think uh, the Babylon in Iraq is actually going to rise from the dust and it will become the great city in the end. But see, there's a problem with that. In Isaiah chapter 13, verse 19... It says, In Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride will be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It will never be inhabited, nor will it be settled from generation to generation, nor will the Arabian pitch tents there, nor will shepherds make their sheepfolds there. So the literal Babylon that's located in Iraq will not rise again. It's kind of interesting when David was part of the invasion uh, that was going up to Baghdad, uh, they were going up the interstate and interstates over there have the big green signs just like ours does, and he took a picture of one that says Babylon to the right. Is that a little weird? But anyhow, there's no city there. There are only ruins there, but they were just letting you know that that was the Babylon exit, if you will. But anyhow, that Babylon, according to Isaiah, is not going to rise again, so Babylon has to be something else. And I think the best explanation is Babylon the Great in Revelation will be an international, multicultural capital for a world superpower just like those Babylons of old were for Babylon, Persia, Greece, and Rome. Now look back to chapter 17 and in verse 1 through 6, and in chapter 18, verses 3 through 5, it gives us more of a description of who Babylon is. It said Babylon specializes in idolatry, the worship of false gods. Not only is Babylon the capital of a, of a government, it's also the religious capital, and it's going to encourage people to turn away from the Lord God of the Bible and leads people to worship the gods of this world, and leads persecution against the saints and believers in God's Son Jesus Christ. In chapter 18, verse 3, and also in 19, uh, in 9 through 19, uh, we see that Babylon is rich. That's one of the trademarks of being a Babylon. Anytime time in the past or any time going into the future, is it's going to be a rich place. Money talks in Babylon. There's going to be all kinds of goods and services. You can read about those, and those 10 verses there uh, are all available through Babylon. Uh, when Babylon finally falls, it says that merchants from around the world will cry and weep and wail because they're going to be losing vast amounts of money with the collapse of Babylon. Chapter 18 and verse 7 tells us that Babylon is powerful and proud. It says that people of this final world superpower will believe that they are special that they are exceptional, that they are invincible, that they are unsinkable. Look there in that verse in verse 7. I sit as a queen, and I will not see sorrow. And that verse has been repeated oftentimes. Some of the places, Isaiah 47, Zephaniah chapter 2, the original Babylon had the same attitude. We're going to be the kingdom. It's going to rule the world forever. Nobody in Babylon could imagine a time when there would be no Babylon. It loomed so large in the history of the known world. But, you know, thinking you're special and exceptional and invincible and unsinkable does not make it true. For in Revelation chapter 14, verse 8, in chapter 17, verse 6, in chapter 18, verse 2 and 10, the angels of the Lord announce Babylon is fallen. Not only did it fall, it's going to fall quickly. Revelation chapter 18, verse 8 says it's going to fall in one day. Chapter 18, verse 10 says it's going to fall in one hour and be destroyed by fire. Many prophecy preachers believe it's wrong, uh, including Tim LaHaye in his Left Behind series. But after 9-11, I even saw Tim LaHaye on a Glenn Beck show uh, shortly after the 9-11 events, and he was saying Babylon may literally be Babylon in Iraq. Well, we've already talked about that a little bit, so... This Babylon that we're reading about in Revelation, what do you think? Is it the Babylon in Iraq? Or is it Rome, Italy? Or is it somewhere else? Well, for the rest of the message, I want to offer you an alternative. This is the gospel according to Danny, okay? So I didn't find this in any commentary anywhere that agrees with me, so feel free to disagree as well. But I believe that the Revelation that the Babylonian revelation which we've defined as an imperial city or cities of various superpowers of the world may be one or more of the mega cities in the united states i believe america may be the final babylon for example it could be new york city the home of the united nations or the home of wall street or it could be the u.s Capitol, washington d.c or it could be any of a number of other cities in our country. Think about it for a few moments. America is like a grandchild of the Roman Empire. The United States is the epitome of Western civilization, of Roman civilization, of the Western way of life. Our country was discovered by a Roman, an Italian, named Christopher Columbus. Our country was settled by countries that made up the western portion of the Roman Empire. British, Scots, Irish, French, Dutch, Spanish, German, Italian. Our country is known as a melting pot of peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues, as it says in Revelation chapter 17 and verse 15. Our country is despised by the rest of the world. Yes, I know there are millions of people who desire to come here, but there's also millions of people who are so envious of American prosperity and power they'd love to see us fall. In Revelation chapter 17, verse 16, uh, you see 10, these ten unidentified horns that will hate Babylon and will destroy her. Well, who are these ten horns? Well, I don't know. Uh, but I do know that there's more than 10 nations in the world right now that would love to see America cut down to size. Our country's government was designed on the Roman model with representative form of government made up of two groups of uh, legislators. Uh, Romans had a group of powerful advisors that they called the Senate, and they had an assembly of citizens called the Comitia Centuriata that we call the House of Representatives. Our capital, Washington, D.C., was designed on the Roman architectural style by French engineer Pierre-Charles Lafon. The symbol of our nation is, strangely, a bluish bronze statue of a woman sitting on many waters in New York Harbor. The current trend toward one-world government is called the United Nations, that currently meets in New York City. And many of America's richest citizens are planning a great global reset, as they say, as a result of this pandemic, uh, to guide humanity toward a new world order governed by the United Nations by the year 2030. And though we were established as a nation under Christianity, uh, where it could be practiced in freedom and without persecution, America has become like Rome. We are a place where there is room for every God. Religious pluralism, political correctness has turned the table so that Christianity now is in the process of being publicly rejected as too oppressive, too exclusive, too judgmental, too negative, too intolerant, and too indicative of white privilege. We are the richest nation in the world. No other nation in the history of the world enjoys the level of luxury or the standard of living that we have in America. Even America's poor live better than the upper-class people who lived in the empires of Assyria or Babylon or Persia or Greece or Rome. If the economy of Rome, Italy failed tomorrow, how many of you would care? Nobody. But what happens all of a sudden if Wall Street falls tomorrow? And you know, there's no Roman stock exchange, but there is a New York stock exchange. A financial crisis on Wall Street, like we saw after September 11th, 01, or the mortgage crisis of 2008, or this year in March because of the COVID pandemic. It not only affects America, but it brought the rest of the world economy to its knees. If the U.S. economy fails, totally fails, then there truly will be, as it says in Revelation chapter 18, verse 19, there will be weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth all around the world because, like a harlot or a prostitute, America has been financially embedded with every country in the world. You can buy and sell anything here, and the way we negotiate our most favored nation trading status with other nations with horrible human rights records, it can truly be said, as it says in Revelation 18:13, that we also trade in the bodies and souls of men. One of the dirty little secrets in our modern advanced world is human trafficking. Millions of men, women, boys and girls are bought and sold into slavery for sex, for drug trade, for sweatshops, housekeepers, field and factory workers. Every country on earth is involved, including America. Traffickers fly into our airports, they run people across our borders, and we are told in the news that one of America's top cities for sex trafficking is Atlanta. Indeed, the Governor, uh, Georgia governor's wife, Marty Kemp, has made stopping human trafficking one of her top priorities as first lady. Now, for most of us, trafficking may be some kind of big secret, but it's not to most people in law enforcement, and also according to Revelation eighteen thirteen, it's not secret from God, because he sees it and he knows what's going on. Our country is also proud. We like to throw around the title, the world's only remaining superpower. I don't think any of us can imagine a world without America. Can you? Can you imagine the fall of the United States of America. We truly believe, like Babylon does in Revelation eighteen seven, that we set as a queen among the nations and we will never see sorrow. You may be thinking to yourself right now, well, how could a nation as large and vast and strong as America fall in one hour by fire, like it says in Revelation 18, 10. Well, I think September 11th was just a small foretaste According to Revelation 16 21, that we'll get to next week, fire is going to fall like hail. And that hail is going to be huge hail. It looks like to John that it could weigh a talent, which is over 100 pounds. I couldn't help but think as I read that, I wonder what the Apostle John, a first century man, thought when God showed him 21st century weaponry. Remember, John had never seen a gun or a bullet or a battle tank or an airplane, or a helicopter, or a bomb, or a missile. What would John think if he saw a nuclear missile attack? I think he would be saying, that's the largest hail I ever saw. Currently, in our global war on terror, America has relatively small, remote-controlled drone airplanes that are capable of delivering missiles, rockets, and bombs. We have small nuclear weapons like Tomahawk missiles that can be fired from planes, ships, and subs with a 2,000-mile range delivery for both nuclear and conventional munitions. We also have some big nukes like the Minuteman missiles that go into orbit and come back down and split out into multiple warheads capable of hitting a dozen different cities simultaneously. And the list of nations that own similar weapons is growing every day. And the list of nations that resent America's prosperity, influence, and power is also growing every day. And yes, thanks to modern technology and weapons systems, a nation the size of America could be destroyed by fire in an hour. A few well-placed nukes detonated over a few well-planned cities would kill and, uh, and uh, injure millions of people. The electromagnetic pulse from a nuclear weapon would fry electronics for miles around. Our power grid, our telephones, our internet system would be shut down. It would cripple homeland security, emergency services, medical and financial systems from sea to shining sea. And also shut down transportation because one of the things that we've forgotten about, our cars are all sitting in a parking lot out here. An EMP weapon would fry the computers in those cars and render them useless. All of a sudden, we would be back to being America on foot again. What do you think so far? How many of you think I'm nuts? How many of you think this sermon is crazy? Maybe you don't believe that America could be Babylon. Well, I have a question for you. Name another country in the world that fits the description of Babylon in the book of Revelation. If we're not Babylon, then what part does the United States play in the book of Revelation? How many of you think God didn't realize how great we would be? And so he forgot to talk about America in the Revelation. Or maybe it could be that America as we have known it will just implode from a pandemic, financial problems, racial revolution, Civil War, being overrun by immigrants. Who knows? Maybe America will be rendered irrelevant in world affairs by the time we get to Revelation chapter 14. In conclusion, I don't know how Revelation is going to be fulfilled in the end, but as I preached earlier, I believe the church, Christians, will be raptured all the way back in Revelation chapter 7. And also, as I preached, I believe the Antichrist will only be in power for seven years, and the preparations, though, for his kingdom is already underway now, as they have been for the last hundred years, as I preached in a previous sermon. The organization, the politics, the financing, the governance, the technology for an Antichrist kingdom are already being put in place. If you want to know what I think the key verse in all that I've read this morning is for Christians who are in the world today, I think this should be the thought for the day is look back to Revelation chapter 18 and verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her. Come out of Babylon, my people, lest you share in her sins and lest you receive of her plagues. And I believe that's the word of the Lord to Christians who are living today prior to the rapture, but also during the time when this final world power is being put together even as we go forward, I think the word of the Lord to us today is don't get too attached. Don't get too adjusted to our idea of America. Don't get too caught up with the luxuries of Babylon. Don't get too carried away with the stuff of the world. They come out with something new that we've got to just have it. We just can't make it without it. We get so attached to everything that's announced, that's brought out, every new thing that comes along. And what he's saying, come out of her, come out of Babylon. Well, the question is, how do we do that? We're all relying on technology. Everybody in here today has probably got one of these. Everybody got one of these on you? Yeah, we can't get very far from those. Like I said, those cars out there in the parking lot with those computers that keep us running up and down the road, we can't get very far without that. Every new technology comes along, we got to hurry up and buy one of those so we can fit in with everybody else. He's saying, how do we live in such a way that we don't get so adjusted, so attached? this world? How do we come out of Babylon? How do we come out of a sinful, anti-Christian world that we live in? How do we live a separated, holy life in the world that we're living in and keep ourselves, as the Bible says, unspotted from the world? You know, Jesus prayed about this before he went to the cross. In John chapter 17, he prays to his Father and says, I do not pray that you take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. What's he saying? There's Jesus praying that we should be in the world, but not of the world. How do we do that? Boy, that's a balancing act, isn't it? How do we stay in the? Okay. Okay. That's David,
1: Reverend David Jones from North Lake Baptist Church. Reverend David Jones from North Lake Baptist Church. If you want to get some more information on him or hear some more of his sermons, he has some good teaching on some uh, good Bible teacher, good Bible teacher. Um, Reverend Danny Danny Jones, you know, I'm just finding this guy out. And I just, I just like to, before I even, like I said, uh, introduce a person, whether it's audio or video or physically. I like to know more about what they teach, and I like to know about you know, you know, what they're teaching on, and uh, is they somewhat rightly dividing God's word. It's very important. We don't have to, like I said, we don't have to agree on everything, but you know, as long as you just, you know, you're getting out there, you're, you're rightly dividing God's word. You know, I'm, I'm on board with that, and he's he's doing a pretty good job and everything. So, you want to hear more of his teaching? uh go to YouTube. North Lake Baptist Church, Reverend Danny Jones from North Lake Baptist Church. Okay, and I think the uh, the message that he just uh, talked about who was Babylon was about a year ago, and in, uh, in 2020, about a year ago in 2020. So his name is Reverend Danny Jones. Look at Reverend Danny Jones if you're interested in him more of his teaching. He's from North Lake Baptist Church. North Lake Baptist Church, Reverend Danny Jones. I'm trying to see what 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 city is that. I'm not saying that now, but I just see. North of Lake Baptist Church, you can just probably go to his website and uh, and find out where he's located at, what city, you know, where he's located at, you know. Okay, you heard the message. Who is Babylon? Who is Mystery Babylon? I like to say Mystery Babylon because the Bible mentions Mystery Babylon a lot. You know Babylon. You know there's a lot of Babylons in the Bible. Quite a few Babylons. That's why I like to put emphasis on mystery Babylon because the Bible talks about mystery Babylon. This Babylon is this last Babylon that's going to fall. And right, that right there is very interesting. This last Babylon, this mysterious Babylon. Okay. And you heard a reading from the, you started out with uh, Revelation 14, then you went into the uh, 17 and 18 of the Book of Revelation that, that mainly uh break down. What's going to happen to this Babylon? You know, in seventeen and eighteen. You know, you also heard him mention about about the angel, that God is going to send an angel uh, out warning, you know, the nations that's still around. The nations that's still around about, you know, what's coming upon them, in, uh, Israel. Because you got to remember, this is the last trial and the last punishment that's, go- that's going to come on Israel. You know. I think someone said it was five or uh, seven cycles. I think this is the last cycle uh, punishment that's going to come on Israel. Uh, you know, the wrath. A lot of things going to be happening to Jerusalem and Israel, but it's going to affect the other nations too, the Gentiles. And like uh, one of my uh, my men- one of the ministers I listened to, Les Feldick, mentioned it, and it was very interesting when he mentioned that. You know, it's going to be like a purging. God is going to destroy the earth, but He's going to like purging, you know, with fire and different things like that. It's like purging, getting prepared for not only the millennium kingdom, but the new heaven and earth. Because this earth will be destroyed when the fullness of times happen, and the in the uh, the final chapter, whatever, of uh, of a lifespan here on earth. It's going to be a new heaven there's going to be a new earth and the old earth will be destroyed so it's like a purge and God is just like the reaping of sowing what Jesus talked about in his gospels you know you're going to tear get rid of the weeds you're going to, he was telling his disciples do we pull them up all together you know he, he says separate the wheat from the tares what he was talking about is the tribulation period it's going to be a separation he's going to separate evil from good He's going to separate evil from good in the last days. So it's a lot of sim- symbols in there with Jesus when He was teaching His disciples, you know, about the wheat and the tares. And that's the story of the wheat and the tares Is the time of the tribulation is going to be a separation. You know, also when He talks about it in Matthew twenty-four, that's not the rapture. When He says one is going to be taken and the other one's going to be left, a lot of people think that's the rapture. I used to think that, you know, before I learned better. Uh, you know, and a lot of people still teach that, but that's not the rapture. Matthew twenty-four. That's Day of the Lord. That's the tribulation period when some. That's that's why he gave an example of the days of Noah. People are going to be doing normally, you know, marrying, getting into marrying, you know, living life as normal, you know, which is nothing wrong with that. And then that time when he comes is going to happen. The ones is <clears throat> going to be taken away. It's not the church because the church is already gone. The body of Christ. The church has already been raptured. The church has already been taken away. He's talking about Israel is going to be left. And the evil is going to be tucking away. Israel is going to be left, and evil is going to be tucking away. The ones that's antichrist or whatever they're going to be tucking away. That's what that's talking about. So the uh, Matthew twenty four is just talking about the tribulation period, the day of the Lord. Okay. With all that said, I said I was going to give my. He gave his opinion, and he was very, very, you know, careful. About, you know, why and whatever like that. You know, he's very careful. Because that's a touchy subject when you talk about America, you know, being destroyed or whatever like that. That's very tough. It's very controversial. So you got to really know what you're talking about. And he made made his, he gave his points why and different things like that. He gave his points why, you know. But we know, but all I can just say, it is a mystery Babylon, to me, is a nation. Many people might say it's a group or whatever like that, or it's just the people. God is talking about the people or whatever that could be true, but in my opinion, it's just an opinion. I just believe it's a nation because I'm taking the Bible literally mystery Bible Babylon is a nation that will be destroyed, and it's a very wicked nation that be be destroyed but he he gave his opinion who he think- I'm, i mean Babylon is what you think is America. It's probably shocking to a lot of you guys. He or uh, you know, just listening to this podcast, or it's probably not. You probably got the same thing. If you if you read the book of Revelation, and you know, I think a lot of us need to read it more. You know, I love eschatology. I love end times teaching. And if you read it more, and you know, you probably get an understanding. But you know, a, a lot of people. Have a hard time understanding Revelation, including myself, because of the symbolism in them and a and a different shapes and a different things like that. But you got to understand, John was trying to explain it the best way he can, because you got to remember. I think sometimes that. When we read the book of Revelation and when Jesus revealed these things to John, and I'm gonna get to who I think it is, I'm gonna get to that point. But let me—I I digress. When uh these things was being explained to John, uh, to John by the Lord Jesus Christ, you gotta remember John never seen this type of stuff before because this is ancient. This is ancient times, like he said. You know, this is ancient times, like Danny uh Green said. You know, and uh I can only imagine somewhat with this free night mind what john was looking at could you imagine he was saying different horses were shaped like this you know and i mean my brother was saying that years ago and i kind of agree with that you know they these could be the shapes of tanks these could be the shape of uh uh uh, planes flying the different shapes but this is the only way john was able to explain it because he was limited he was back in the ancient time where they had horses and chairs and stuff like that he never seen planes. There was no planes. There was no rockets. There was no missiles. So John in that time was explaining this end times the best way he can. The shapes and whatever. Now I don't believe that's why a lot of these symbols come from because that's the only way John can explain it and everything. So it gets kind of confusing when we read the book of Revelation. It probably would have confused you too if he was back in those times. Now if God revealed that to you today, you would know what was going on symbols. It would probably be a little cloudy but you know it's planes today. You know it's nuclear weapons today. You know was rockets you know as missiles but back in giant time that that stuff wasn't even existed so I believe when he was out of the body and this is my opinion and, and, and God just took him to the future. And what was going to happen when Babylon was being destroyed and all these other things that the book of Revelation, the book of Daniel, and all these other prophets was uh, foretelling. And I believe those things that he was seeing was just undescribable. He described it the best way he could. He was in the spirit and he just seen the future but he he described it the best way he could. And that's what I really believe. You know, I could be wrong but I really believe that but I don't see it no other way because those things wasn't back then. Rockets and planes and missiles and stuff like that wasn't back there then. So I agree with Danny on that, you know, uh, about that, but uh, Babylon will be destroyed. Emphasis, listen to what I'm saying, emphasis on mystery Babylon, according to the Revelation 17 and 18, you know, mystery Babylon, you know, was destroyed. And it was mystery Babylon was called a hearted, was called a whore. Mystery Babylon was called a fornicator. Mystery Babylon was called a lot of things. Mystery, but but you got to put emphasis, okay? Mystery Babylon was also rich, powerful. And one of the superpowers, that to be one of the superpowers. And if you go back to history, like you said, you mostly all the ones was called Babylon was mostly superpowers. Now, what we have to get off our mind, because it says Babylon, don't mean it's talking about the country of Babylon or what Babylon used to be. Now, when the Bible is specific, when it's talking about that city or country Babylon, like the Tower of Babel or the Babylon that used to be in Iraq, you know, you know, that's Babylon, but If you like me, Babylon, is, Iraq is not this city of Babylon is going to be destroyed because it's not rich. Is a lot of people don't want to go there. A lot of people don't trade there. So I wipe. Uh, I, I I X out. Uh, uh, Iraq as being Babylon. Many people think it's going to be rebuilt after the church, but no. Babylon is still being destroyed. They're still in wars now. So I believe when the church get tucking out and everything does, I don't see Babylon being rebuilt and becoming one of the superpowers. I just don't see that. Some people, like he said, think it's a Rome. That's a good thought, right there. They think it's Rome, but even Rome has never been a superpower. Uh, lately, you know, they were superpower. then, one of the superpowers, Rome back then, they was one of the superpowers back then, a lot of people think, like he said it's going to be revised Roman Empire I was taught that, you know, in uh, my early church teachings and everything, that Rome was going to be the uh the revised superpower and the Antichrist is going to come out of Rome, okay, I have my difference on that who are the Antichrists going to come out, but I'm not getting into the Antichrist now who I think he's coming from and uh, what's my opinion, because it's not, okay, all these things is not important for the body of Christ of the Let me put it this way. It's good to know, but we don't have to get a headache and mind boggling who is who, where is what. I don't want nobody saying, oh, I need to know what this is, because that's not important if you're part of the body of Christ, because we're going to be gone. The church is a whole new different entity. The body of Christ is going to be gone. This is stuff that's going to happen, you know, when the kingdom of heaven program opens back up. Now, God, this is God sending an angel this time. In the past, like he said, you know, and if you read the Bible, God always sent men, humans, but this time he's going to send an angel out, the supernatural. Natural gifts is going to come back The miracles is going to come back You're also going to have false miracles With the false prophet and stuff like that And this angel is going to be preaching the everlasting gospel Not the gospel of the kingdom And not the gospel of the grace of God Remember I was saying There's several gospels in the Bible Gospel just means good news But the four gospels in the Bible That's mainly known is the gospel of the kingdom of heaven Israel The gospel of the grace of God The church today The body of Christ The everlasting gospel What this angel is going to be preaching And then the glorious gospel So it's a different type of gospel Gospels in the Bible, so you have to connect the dots and find out and separate and rightly divide which gospel that the Bible is talking about. And it's self-explanatory when you try to really get into the Bible and understand it. So this angel is going to be preaching the everlasting gospel. You know, miracles come back, but the preaching would be pertaining to the kingdom program because after the seven year tribulation, Jesus go come back with his angels. I know the saints. And many let I me mean, I know this controversial now. You know, this is controversial because I used to believe it too. The church is not coming back to earth.
0: holiday.
3: The Jeep Black Friday sales event is here with incredible deals. Now, well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2024 Jeep Wrangler Sport S4xe for 329 dollars a month for 36 months with $5,549 to its signing. Tax title, license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-Jeep for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Stellantis Financial. Extra charge for miles over $30,000. Includes 7,500 EV cap cost reduction. Not all customers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 1130. Jeep is a registered trademark
1: okay, the fight with Jesus. I know we was taught that, that the church is coming back, you know, and different things like that. That's it's, it's, it's the same as saying the church is not the bride. Our church is the bride. No, we're not the bride. Israel is the bride. You know, they're the one uh adorned in white. It's Israel. They've been reborn. Israel is the bride. You know, that's another teaching. You know, I get into that another time. You know, that's another teaching. But we are not the church that's going to come coming back. Saints, and the Bible uh, If you know, if you use the right translation Which I believe is the best Is the King James Like I said I'm not knocking nobody else That use different translations You know But I use the King James And I read out of the Living Bible But there's a lot of things I don't read out of the Living Bible Because I think the translation Is not right But I, I, I give my more trust In the King James Bible but It's just me I just believe King James Is the best translation And they use angels As saints Angels is mentioned, is mentioned As saints in the Bible The, the Bible also specifically he said the angels will be coming back with Jesus when he returned. Then but in another passage I think we'll get a lot of people confused when he said the saints will be coming back with uh Jesus. And he said the church. The Bible didn't say the church, the King James Bible didn't. It said the saints. You know, be coming back. You know, you know, but you gotta remember. In the Bible, in some passages in the Bible, angels are also called saints. Okay, I know you probably didn't know that. If you do, remember, angels was also called saints. You know, before us, angels was called saints. So that's who's going to be coming back with Jesus and His war is going to be angels, not the church. We're going to be in the heavenly places. Okay, okay, that's free of charge. (laughs) But what I wanted to talk about is, you know, this mystery. Babylon. who is mystery babylon now you heard his opinion you heard you know you know why he think is uh mystery babylon and he have a lot of points there you know but who do you think mystery babylon is the ones that's listening to me according to what he just read according to this mystery babylon be honest in just who you believe Mystery Babylon is. You just come to your conclusion. There's it's no, no point winning here. You just come to your conclusion. It's okay. You can believe it's wrong. You can believe it's right. But you just... Connect the dots. Okay. I like to say that. Connect the dots. That's in my other program, my Bible teaching program, where you connect the dots. Listen how John is explaining this mystery whore. Okay. It's also said somewhere, I forgot where it was. I'm not sure that it's going to be one of the youngest nations, one of the youngest nations. Okay. Who's the youngest nation that was born? Who was the youngest nation that was born? You might not know that, but the Bible tells us it's going to be one of the youngest nations. It's going to become very powerful. You know, who is the daughter or the son of England? Okay. Who is that? Who came out of England? Oh, you know, I know you mentioned a lot of Romans and Christopher Columbus. Those finding. But who is like the daughter or the son out of England? You know, we uh, who is mostly used to be our mentor? I'm going to just put it that way. England. The United States of America. United States of America is one of the youngest nations too. The Bible talks about that. It doesn't say the America. But the Bible talks about that, okay? All right? So... When he mentioned that, and I heard this before, I heard Dr. Jeremiah talk about it, and it opened up my mind and made me say, wow, you know, because I never looked at it that way. And I started looking at it, I said, of course, I just cannot deny it no more. So, if you want to hear my opinion who Mystery Babylon is, I agree with the Reverend. I believe it's America. Now, that's my opinion. And I'm going to tell you why I believe it's America. I believe it's America for a lot of the same reasons. He didn't have to persuade me or he didn't dissuade me. So I don't want to do the uh, the same thing. I don't want to lead the same ones that's listening to my podcast. I want to try to persuade you or lead you. I just want you to read the book of Revelation and, and, and read what type of condition before they got destroyed and what they was doing. You know, now this is in between the tribulation now, you know. I could be wrong, but I just—that's my opinion. I believe it's—I believe it's America. I believe America's mystery Babylon. I don't have no proof, you know. I don't have no facts. I just go back what the Bible said, explaining the different, uh, the explaining this this mystery Babylon, Babylon, and that is being explained. I just don't see the—I don't see that in Rome. You know, I don't see a lot of people wanting to be in Rome. I don't see a lot of trades going up in Rome. I most definitely don't see it in Iraq. I most definitely don't see it in Russia, and I, and I don't see it in China. That's that that, and then it, that will be the only superpower. Then who's the number one superpower now? The United States. We still the most powerful nation on this earth. You know, and we have people that want to take us out, like China, like Russia, like Iran, like North Korea, and other uh nations that want to lining up to take the United States out, even the United Nations want to take the United States out. You know, not because the United States is because, let I me mean, put it this way, because of our prosperity, because of our capitalism, because of our freedom. You have countries just jealous of the United States, you know? And also, and not only that, we're not innocent. We've got our hands in a lot of things. we got our hands probably more things than China do. We're not doing as much as evil, uh, Nationwide, but within the United States, we are very, you know, it's a lot of wickedness here in the United States, worse than the Sodom and Gomorrah. There's a lot of trades go through the United States. Like he said, Wall Street is, is, is worldwide. A lot of most all the nations in the world depend on Wall Street, even China, even Russia, you know, depends on Wall Street. Got, you has got you got ships of merchants, big we got the big ships going across overseas, you know, seizing everything. We sell goods and we buy goods. But everything we have a pipeline that all the nations go through America. Even what's happening today with Cuba. Cuba trying to get their freedom. And, you know, they're trying to just rebel against that socialism that been in that country for a lifetime. They're holding American flags. You got different um, nations holding up American flags. Who they depend on, they depend on America. Who they're crying for help, they depend on America. So you look around these different uh, avenues of media who's anti-American now because they told to be that. They, they, they got scripts, but I ain't going to get into that now. But, you know, it, you got a lot of anti-America. You got a lot of, mostly a lot of anti-Americans happening within the United States. Not so much outside, it's within the United States. But because you look at other countries outside, you got your haters out there. But a lot of them just saying they still want to be like America. They still want to be like America. So it's, type of a, it's a type of worship. For America from different nations and different countries. America just stands out to me as Mystery Babylon. Not for their goodness, but for their evilness. Because we got a lot of things that we have done. We got a lot of things that we are allowing now. You know, that's going on to America. You mentioned the sex trafficking. The drug trafficking. Uh, The laundering money, you know, the opening up the borders and everything like that. You know, we supposed to have our borders protected, open up the borders and different things like that. We are allowing and have allowed a lot of things here in America We are, we got, we, we worshiping different Gods now, we just, we open up A different beliefs, we open up a different Transgender movies, they're allowed in sports Now, you cannot say nothing against it You get knocked and ridiculed And when I say that I'm not knocking a homosexual uh, Homosexuals or nothing Like that, don't get me wrong, I'm just Against that agenda of trying to Force it on you, okay, just Trying to force it on you, so don't don't get me Wrong, I'm not, I'm not putting them down But I'm just against that agenda, and if God is against against it, I'm against it, you know, I, I take it on what anybody else believes well, if God is against it, I am against it, so you got that going on around here you got open fornication you got open pornography, you can find pornography everywhere, you know ooh, that's one thing I really struggle with, I mean big time, you know, so I know pornography is a real demonic, the pornography is a spirit and that can pull you, that can that can leave you numb, that can leave you looking at yourself down, you, you know you feel weak, you know, you feel like Ugh, I'm trash, so pornography is everywhere well, I mean, you even got commercials. You know, they mostly half naked now, bikinis and different things like that. They they half naked now, so you can't get away from the temptation of pornography now. You got hardcore pornography and you got light core pornography. You know, all around you, everything. You got open gambling here in the United States. You know, you got you got different things. You know, technology. Look at all these ways to make money now. Look at all these different apps. You know, look at all these phones that people know. I IPhone 8, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. People never satisfy that hungry. It's a lust for the things of the world. And what's who's the number one people that's doing that? America. Now, you got China. China makes a lot of things, but China also stole a lot of ideas from America, from what I heard. They stole a lot of ideas from America. They are powerful, but they still is not as near as powerful as the United States, you know, and they got a lot of dictatorship, but not a lot of people want to go to China. A lot of people now say, man, I want to move to China. They are saying they want to go to America Even some people in China Want to come to America Because of our freedom And everything like that But it's a type of a worship Let's talk about our talk people You know our talk people Our conservative movements Okay You got conservative movements You know they praise America I'm not knocking that But I'm going to tell you What I got against it And they just lift up America They are not you know They saying this They saying that and they speaking about America But at the same time They call themselves Christians And I'm not saying They're not Christians So listen carefully To what I'm saying But they lift up America More than they lift up Jesus They might say And God we trust, or you know, God created, or they talk about the forefathers, they don't talk about prophets, they don't talk about the apostle Paul, they don't talk about the morals and the teachings of the Bible, you know, because a lot of them living like hell, you know, a lot of them just do certain things that's not pleasing, you know, to God. You know, we all still in our flesh at times and everything, but my point is, you don't want to get caught up in loving America so much that your love overtakes the love of Christ. Let me say that again, you don't want to get so caught up in conservatism and ban a republic or any type of thing over the morals and the ways of God because you're going to get an override, you know. (laughs) Excuse me, you know. So you got to watch that. So we still, you got to watch it when you're just lifting up America. You know, you putting America on a, uh, on a pedestal, and I remember when somebody said, somebody said that about the Titanic, before the Titanic sunk, I don't know how true that is, but uh, that's when we what happened, I don't have no proof of that, but I heard that, I don't doubt it, but you know, I don't have no proof on that, you know, but it's the same with America, we, America's arrogant, America as uh, used to get in everybody's business, America trying to save every country, America used to be, we used to be so spread thin, and everybody, We knew we had the superpowers And a lot of countries Depended on America Just A lot of the people more than that leaders, The leaders hated America But a lot of countries Depended on America They depend on America for money They depend on America everything So this Babylon Looks so much like America And America looks so much like this mystery And why God called it a mystery? Because America You have a lot of countries That was That have been mentioned in the Bible, but they might have had different names. Like the uh like uh, uh the Palestinians, they the former Philistines, and you got, you know, the Iraqis, they were the Babylonians, then you got other countries. that was called different names, you know, they, uh many but the uh theologians believe Gomorrah is Russia, then you got China, they was all in Asia and the Asians. They was all mentioned those different countries. You know why? Because America wasn't born yet. America wasn't born yet. England wasn't born. So they was the youngest countries, you know, one, some of the youngest countries, England and America. England was born in America, somewhat came out of England. So you got the other he said the youngest nation is the United States. It would be a younger nation. The Bible mentions that. I forgot what, what chapter the uh, youngest nation. And it, it So it couldn't be Rome. It couldn't be the Roman Empire. It couldn't be Europe. It couldn't be Iraq or any of those other nations are like that because they're old. They're from the ancient of days. America is, is the youngest nation, you know. So that's why I agree With uh, uh, Reverend uh, Reverend Green, what's his name? Let me let me say his name right. So, I want you guys to uh, want to just get into listening to some of his teaching about that what's his name, Danny Green, I believe, Danny Green, so I kind of agree with, yeah, Danny Jones, I'm sorry, Danny Jones, the Reverend Danny Jones, but before even listening to Danny Jones, I kind of put that together when I heard Dr. Jeremiah, and I heard, you know, some other videos on that, one guy really breaks down a lot of other things, you know, files that, you know, and it's it's some good teaching that he breaks down, a lot of his doctrine, I don't agree with, you know, he don't, he's not, he don't believe it's going to be a rapture, so that's what he believes, That's okay, but, you know, I just stopped it right there, but what He's breaking down how America go get tucked down and destroy it right there. He was making points. He was uh, giving a history on the Statue of Liberty. Well, we need to understand the true history. You're not gonna get the real history sometime when you Google it, you know, but sometimes you go to YouTube or other dig up the true history about the Statue of Liberty, you know, how the Statue of Liberty is kind of a symbol. And when the Bible talks about this lady in Babylon holding this bowl in her hand, what did that man you are? the Statue of Liberty, holding that cup and that fire coming out, but I think that fire means something else, so it's a lot of evil in the background of of the Statue of Liberty, I think it was Italy before they moved it here in the United States the the symbolicism of the Statue of Liberty is not good, it's very evil, so you know, and even what they set the Statue of Liberty at is kind of a history, how it was built around her. it's not evil, it's really satanic. so you know, need to look into that look into more of that and everything, I'm going to get some more information on that, and I'm Going to teach on that, and I'm going to have one of my audio teachers teach on that because it's very interesting about that symbolism of America. Something else he said, and I agree with, is just you think God didn't know nothing about America? You think God just left America out, you know, and have power? You think God didn't know that America was going to be this powerful? Hmm. Make you want to say, hmm, Arsenio Hall. Make you want to say, hmm, where is America in the Bible? People ask them, where is America? How come America is mentioned? You know, that's a good question and everything. You know, I don't have the answers. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have the answers, of the, the, the factual answers of America. You know, I just go about what the Bible is explaining about different nations and explaining about this mystery Babylon. And I just see America. You know, if I have my guess, I would put it on America. I wouldn't bet on it, but I would just put it on America because I don't see no other nations like that. If America fall, a lot of other countries will fall too. They would be hurt because a lot of countries, I'm going to put it straight out, worship America. You know, we help so many countries A lot of things come out of America People still want to come here in America But America is also very sinful America's also, you know, have done a lot of dirt America's also, especially now in the last 10 or 15 years Is allowing so much stuff in here You know, we, we a lot of Americans are anti-God now You can see they're going down They're taking a lot of statues and, 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 and symbols of the Bible Or, you know, the Ten Commandments, whatever Out of courts and different things like that you know, they you know, they got their own way well, yeah, they think they're gonna make America better. As far as that, you're trying to turn America to socialism, and socialism usually always leads to communism. Socialism usually always leads to communism, And communism always leads to a dictator. See what I'm saying? A dictator. When you have a communist, you all have some type of leader that leads to a dictator. Who's gonna be the last day leader? The antichrist. Now I'm not saying the antichrist is coming out of America. No, I'm not saying that. I think he's going to come probably from the uh Saudi Saudi Arabia. I think he's going to come from the Middle East. I don't think he's going to come from Rome, like a lot of ministers, even some of my close ministers believe that. But I, as I listen to it, uh I like to listen to different teachers and and, and let and let and they show me different scriptures, and I can see I don't see the Antichrist coming out of uh a European nation. I just think he's coming out of the Middle East. That's my my uh my opinion, you know. And uh you know one uh. I forgot what book let's talk about the Syrian, you know, it's prophesying the Antichrist, and that says Syria, so he, it's a possibility, you know, he's coming out of Syria, but I believe it's the Middle East, okay, but anyway, I don't want to get into all that, because this this was about, Now I know it's been long now, it's going on, a, uh, you know, close to 80 minutes I've been talking now, and I'm going to let you go for that, but again, that's my conclusion on Who is Mystery Babylon? That's my opinion. I believe it's America. I can be wrong. Either way, I go, I believe America is going to fall in some way. If it's not America, they're going to fall. Who the other superpowers gonna be on? It could be, it could be wrong. You know, but I don't think I can't see no other other nations building up that fast to be superpower that everybody wanna to run to, you know, because of what we have. We have the you know, the, the great stock stock market. Like we say, we have Wall Street, and Wall Street is worldwide, you know. Countries live and die by Wall Street, far as that, and who's and that's in New York, you know. That's in New York. That is in New York. So my conclusion comes, I think, uh, who is Babylon? It's not important. Not that important, it's good to know, but it's not that important that you know whether you're right or wrong it's just an opinion and I believe it's America and I think we are in trouble, especially the way we're going and I believe we will fall I believe we're going to fall i don't I don't wish that or nothing like that, but you know I just believe that uh you know we got in we' so deep we as a nation I mean and, and got in so much stuff now that you know and so many nations hate hate us, and it's and all this ransomware going on and all this cyberware going on america's getting set up for a fall and it's a present administration is not making it no better Not you know like they're they, they not going to be the last administration but i just see you know america getting caught up you know, not in my opinion i believe america is mystery babylon it's just my opinion you know don't don't write bad comments it's just my opinion you have yours it's okay but that's just, just my opinion okay thank you for listening uh, you know, I've been long-winded uh, for my guests. Thanks for the guests, uh, Danny Green from uh, North Lake Baptist Church. and uh, Look up North Lake Baptist Church. you want going to hear some good eschatology teaching or some good teaching about Bible topics. He's, he does some good teaching on that. You know, far as that. Thank you, God, for listening to this and everything. And I really appreciate the ones that's was long-winded and just listen to me rabble, babble, and rabble, and babble, and all that stuff, and uh, and I try to bring the best content and the best teaching on there that I could. Stay tuned for some more content i be bringing up. I would like to get do a teaching myself on the book of Romans 14 and also the book of Romans 6. I'll tell you why later on, but I'm not going to do that now. Those two I want to teach on, and I want to get, you know, because I want to rightly divide and just want to talk about our positions in Christ and everything because that's very important. So stay tuned for that in Romans 14, Romans 6. I got some uh still gotta throw out some jobs out there and everything like that. Look for look more for my quiet stone. There's gonna be some prayer while I just pray and everything like that. Quiet stone with some quiet music or some quiet nature sounds of nature and everything. And also well, uh well, some really beautiful worship music that I got coming on my quiet stone that you also find. Also, uh, be looking for my connecting the dots. I do. I got uh, connecting the dots podcast. You find it on Anchor. You look on Spotify. You find it on Spotify. Look for connecting the dots by Joseph Brownlee. And I have a, a series going on now that one size does not fit all. One size does not fit all. And I have different audio guests on there. A uh, connecting the dots. Look, for, look for that. You get some good Bible teaching on that as well from me and also other uh, audio teachers. So God bless you all. Love you all. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the ones that need to be saved. I pray for the ones that must trust in you, Lord. I pray for their hearts to be open, Lord. Salvation is very important. So Trust put trust God. Trust what Jesus have done. The ones that the curiosity seeks that's listening. Accept Christ in your heart by believing on what He done on the cross to you. All you have to do is believe by faith. Nothing that all but believe by faith that Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again according to First Corinthians three and four. You believe that you are saved. You believe in that in First Corinthians three and four. Write this down for salvation. That's the most important thing. What's God's number number one will? For all men to be saved and then coming to the knowledge of the truth. And then, after that, you study to show that self-approval. Work with being not ashamed, writing and dividing the word of God. Okay? God bless you all. Thank you. This is Joseph Brownlee, host of The Body of Christ Real Talk. Thank you. Peace out. Bye-bye.
0: holiday.